With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sentinel Online. Now loading the GeekCast radio network of podcasts. You're listening to Cast Radio on GeekCastRadio.com States of America. I am Iron Man. The suit and I are one. Contrary to popular belief, I know exactly what I'm doing. What? What I saw you do to Tony Stark on that track? Wow. You need my resources. I want to make Iron Man look like an antique. This whole lone gunslinger act unnecessary. You don't have to do this alone. textbook narcissism agreed Welcome to GeekCast Radio, episode 15. I am your host, Steve, Joe, and Mike, and joining me is Steve Megatron. Hello. Hello. And from the Dirty Lunchroom reboot, Michael Powers. Hello. Yeah, it's not going so well. I apologize. Clean that, clean that cafeteria, boy. I'm trying. Today we are going to do a quote-unquote first look, and yes, I am stealing that name from HBO's first look, on Iron Man 2. Uh, which just came out in theaters May 7th, 2010. 
Um, basically, what we why we do these first look episodes on movies that have just been released is because on, over on MWire, movie we can review, it's going to take us four years to get to them. So that's why we're using this show. And it's actually very funny. Episode 15 of GeekCast Radio also coincides with episode 15 of MWire, which was the original Iron Man movie. <laughs> nice. So by the time Iron Man 3 comes out, you'll be on Iron Man 2. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Well, um, maybe. If we're lucky. If we're even still doing MWire by that time. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah, who knows? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so how have you been, Mr. Powers? Um, I've been beating myself over the head trying to make my website work the right way. And I think I got it. So Well, if you'd go through WordPress instead of Squarespace, it would have probably been a lot easier. It's the same damn thing. No, it's not. WordPress? Uh, it's just a different host. That's yeah. That's the only difference. It's the same. They still do the same functionalities. I just don't have to uh, install all that stuff on the back end myself. They they do all the hard work while you get to do the easier part, the fun stuff. Yes, <laughs> and and I I you know not not uh not to plug them too much, but you know I've been sending them emails because I've been trying to get the podcast to stream properly. When uh, apparently it's for some reason it's my computer that won't let it stream in certain browsers, so. Oh, um, nice. But you know they they were really good at uh, with uh, you know sending them an email and within like ten minutes they'd have another email with a suggestion and I'd do it and send them an email and then they'd send me one back saying do this. But uh, I haven't been uh, my other friend that has a Mac has been out of town so I haven't been able to um, troubleshoot it on his computer to make sure. But whatever, that's you know another story. It has yes. nothing to do with Iron Man. Or War Machine. Um, well, two of us have actually gone to the theater, or well, one of us actually worked at a theater, and the other one actually went to a theater to see it, and the third person... Is a dirty, dirty boy. He's a dirty, dirty downloader is what he is. That's kind of scary. You will be summarily punished with sugar That's cane sticks. That's not all you'll hear. <laughs> Give I'm, us some Barney Megatron. I'm thoroughly creeped out now. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> They're both purple dinosaurs. Really Why can't they get along? I Barney on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. Um, so, yeah, I went to go see it opening uh, day. Um, originally I was going to go to the good theater. Unfortunately, I had to go to the bad theater. <laughs> As opposed to the medium theater, which means uh, nothing. Uh, yeah. Well, the good theater actually has seats that I can actually fit in. And the bad theater has, at first, when I first walked in, you know, they, they kind of updated their, their slope. But they kind of turned it into a little bit of stadium seating, but they kept the exact same seats. And my 350-pound ass basically was sitting on the cup holders, both of them at the same time. Fun. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, That's a ringing endorsement if I ever heard one. It's called uh, Hire You to Test Out Movie Theater Chairs. <laughs> <laughs> or just redesign the fucking theater already. Anyways. But it was the... All right, see, the, the whole point of this story is that the good theater takes me two buses to get to. The bad theater takes me one, and it's a straight shot up the street. So, anyways... Um, I loved the first film. I thought the first film was very, very well done. I think it was probably the f- well, it was the first Marvel produced or all Marvel taken care of movie. Now that they've started this whole Avengers initiative thing um, and actually creating their own continuity within their movies, um, and I just I love the first film. I think I saw the first one like twice. <laughs> I think. Well, like in theaters, right? I saw it. I saw right. it twice. Um, yeah, we all know powers. You work at a fucking movie theater. You get free I, movies. I, Shut up. I wasn't gonna say anything. And for the record, I actually do pay for movies still. Liar. No, I do. No, I I, I get. It's, I do. It's called 
having pride for the movie. Yeah, I get free movie passes, but you know, I still don't mind paying for my movies because I want the theater. I want not the theater because the theater doesn't make money off of the movie. I want the studio. I want the movie to make money. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yes. And then you know, ever since I you know you you bring up the the fact that I work at a movie theater and I have I've worked at a movie theater for the last six years, so I can probably. You know, I've I've paid for a fair share, but I've also seen free movies. But at the end of the day, I I kind of rate movies now. When people ask me if it's a good movie, it's like you kind of take in the the the, uh, the cost that the you know the cost of a movie kind of factors into what I think of a movie. And it's kind of like yeah, I I tell them I would have paid to see that movie. Mm-hmm. So it's and and you know it, it's just that that way it's black and white. It's like no, I wouldn't have paid to see that movie. Don't see it or. Yes, I would have paid to see that movie. It was great. So, um, Iron Man is definitely one of the movies I would have paid and did pay to see. So, no, I didn't. Uh, it's been so long since we talked about it on MWire because MWire is just about to go into its forty second, forty third episode, I think. Um, it's been so long since we talked about it. What did you guys think of Tony revealing himself at the end of the first film? It. It didn't bother me because these the where they're drawing it's they're not taking all of the Marvel continuity stuff into account with the Marvel Studios movies. They're using their Ultimates line. And in the Ultimates line of uh, Marvel Comics, um everyone knows that Tony Stark is Iron Man. So, a lot of people had a head a lot of people leading up to the movie knew that they were going to go down the Ultimates for stuff because in the Ultimates they actually do this weird thing where they there's a there's a couple pages where they do talk about oh if they did make a movie about the about you know us uh, who would you want to play Nick Fury and they do say Sam Jackson mm-hmm. and the the Nick Fury in the Ultimates looks exactly like Sam Jackson so basically when Marvel made the Ultimates they had making movies in mind, which is why they, you know, to bring in a new audience, they did the ultimate stories and started everything fresh without the baggage. So, right. Um, the, uh, and they, they took that and then they started making that into their movies. And so a lot of people knew that, that that's the way it was going to go. And the fact that he revealed himself at the end of it, that just solidified. Yes, they're going with the ultimates. And that made a lot of people happy. Yeah. For me, I I honestly my mo- well uh, in the future my money will be tied up in rent which I haven't paid rent in five years but anyway um, most of my disposable income went towards DVDs toys it never is really like I've bought maybe four comic books in the last ten years uh, it's not that I don't like comic books I really do it's just at the time I had other stuff I needed to buy or other stuff I wanted to buy more than comics. And really where I'm coming from, as far as the films, was the 1994 Iron Man cartoon, where only, at, well, in the cartoon, it's uh, Spider-Woman, Julia Carpenter, and, and Rhodey that know who who Tony is. And I was shocked all to hell at the end of the first film. It was a good I wasn't mad about it. I was like, oh, it was like one of those oh my God moments. Like, really? Well, the thing is, if, like, I... You know, you you gave your reasons for not collecting comic books or whatever, and I I did. I collected comic books from like the summer of '94 up until about uh, I collected for about three years, right? And I I um I they they Marvel did this crossover called Civil War, mm-hmm. and it was basically it was a registration act for superheroes. And so Tony Tony Stark was on the side of yes, we're going to register. And, you know, he registered himself and he said, yes, I am Iron Man. Peter Parker even came out as Spider-Man. Um, and then there was, like, the other group of guys that, no, we're not going to register our names. And that was, like, Captain America. So you had good guys fighting good guys uh-huh. for, like, an entire summer. So even leading up to the Iron Man movie, whether, you know, it was Ultimates, whether you only read Ultimates or you read the regular 616 universe, mm-hmm. um, Iron Man, at that point in the comics the entire world knew who he was. Right. Um, and, the, I mean, that that's just... they What they did 
with the 616 universe is that they kind of like tried to they weren't going to they weren't going to blend the two universes together, but they kind of tried to make them similar. Um for for readers that wanted to jump to another comic book. Um so I, I in you know your your stuff was back in 90 the cartoon that you're referencing is back in 94 and obviously that that was back when oh secret identities are huge. Well, Marvel mm-hmm. kind of got away away from that before this movie even went into production. So, yeah. Well, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that, you know, it Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It was one of those things where, like I said, it was like, oh, my God, they actually did it. And I haven't read any of the Ultimate stuff. Uh, It's, It's good. Oh, I'm not saying it is or it isn't. I mean, if it is, that's great. I would love to get into it. But again, you know, people are going to have to donate the comics to me. Well, you know, you can also go sit in a Barnes and Noble and grab a tea or a coffee hate, and read the entire comic I right there. I hate that crap. I cannot stand that. Oh. If, if you're going to go to a bookstore to look at a book or buy a book or if you're interested in, buy it and take it home. Sorry, I read – for- <laughs> I read. Don't sit there for six and a half hours reading comic books for free. I read I Ultimate. I, I read. I read all of Ultimate Spider-Man, Ultimate Fantastic Four, Ultimate X-Men, and the Ultimates, all sitting in Barnes and Noble. That's I how you do it. Yeah, I've never bought any. I, I, but you know what? As soon as I caught up to where the graphic novels weren't new, or you know, up to the new stuff, I did mm-hmm. go. I did haul my ass into a comic book store, and I bought. I started buying them. Issue by issue after that. Yeah. So, but I wanted to catch up. I wanted to catch up fast, and that was like the the best, cheapest way to do it. And all I had to do was buy a tea. So, uh huh. But the uh, I was yeah, say this is not a library. You don't read the magazines in the store. I was going to say something, but I can't remember what it was exactly. Anyways, moving. Anyways, on. um, Steve, what do you think of the the secret identity reveal from the first one and in, into this one? Personally, I liked it just because that just kind of fit with his personality of, you know, hey, I'm cocky. This is what I do. Yeah, I follow up my feet. See, the, the, I, I agree with Steve. Um, even if that wasn't how it was done in the comics, I, 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 that's what I wanted to say. I like that they did the reveal because I don't know about you guys, but I was sick and tired of dealing with the superhero movie. Where the guy has to hide his shit. Oh no, I completely agree. Yeah, I, and I, I think that's what sets Iron Man apart on yeah, a whole different level. I, I, and that—that's like the most refreshing thing. That Iron Man is the most refreshing superhero movie in the genre right now because he's out there. So that's my thought. I mean, you know, we're all in agreement on the fact that him him revealing the identity at the end of the first film was awesome. I, I'm not disagreeing. It's just. Like me coming from the cartoon, I was like, whoa, wait, what? And then, you know, after subsequent watchings on on DVD, you know, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, Who wants to give like a basic overall plot of this? Uh, It's Iron Man 1 with a defined villain. (laughs) No, I'm dead. I'm not alone in thinking this. You can listen to the the brief little discussion we had on uh, the lunchroom number six. Um, we talked about it just a little bit, and the consensus, you know, the the three of us that saw it going around the room was, yes, Iron Man Two is good, but it it's good because it's the same movie, and they they did change some things here and there, and you know they brought in new actors to replace old actors, and they and because of money problems and contractual stuff, but they also brought in new actors to replace old actors that weren't even going to be around. Like Sam Rockwell is a straight up replacement for Jeff Bridges character. Oh, no doubt. Well, in fact, the only new character I would even begin to say is, is because you know, there's a lot of that talk like, Oh, it's there's too much going on. It's too complicated. You can't follow anything. They, They added too many characters. The only new character in the movie is Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. 
Like Pretty you, much. You can say Mickey Rourke Whiplash if you want, but in my opinion, Mickey Rourke or Whiplash and, you know, Justin Hammer are like one they're like the two parts of Obadiah Stane split. Right. Yeah. Split. One's the looks and one's the brains. Right. So that you know, that that you know, they took one character and split him into two. And then so like the only new character really is Scarlett Johansson and it's it's the same movie, except they didn't um handicap the superhero at the end of the movie. Which I really appreciated because uh, it happened in Iron Man, and then it happened like a month or two later in The Incredible Hulk. And I was like, both of your movies ended the same exact way, fighting the same exact type of villain. I mean, come on, it was really bad. Uh, a lot of people have complained, uh, at least on I visit the Earth Two dot net uh, forums, and a lot of people in there on the Iron Man thread or the Iron Man Two thread have complained about. Uh, Stark's ego coming out more in in this movie. Um, what did you guys think about that? I mean, because honestly, I mean, I noticed it, but it wasn't anything like more than what I noticed in the first film. Uh, I believe um, that is what most people call character development. And it's really weird to see people complaining about it when they clamor for it so much. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my, you know, did you want the same guy from the first one that didn't you know without a change in personality nothing you know it, i i don't know i thought i thought it was given that it takes place six months after the first one mm-hmm. i thought that it you know everything that happened is his persona had gone to a level where where it should have been considering he is now like the shit like in the in the first one he's the super rich super smart guy Mm-hmm. Right, and with all the with all the money and all the tech, and this one now he's like, I am the fucking protector of the United States. You yeah. ha- you have to have an ego, and you have to be able to portray that. Yeah. So it's kind of like if you I, that's my opinion. <laughs> I thought it was fine. I thought it was funny. Yeah. No, that's fine. Um, I gotta talk about. From Terrence Howard to Don Cheadle. Now, love Don Cheadle I, more. Huh? I love Don Cheadle more than Terrence Howard. All right, now wait, wait a minute. Before I even saw any footage of Cheadle, before I, you know, I, I was just assuming going off the first film when when Terrence said next time, baby, that it was going to be him in this one, and fine if they had a falling out, or fine if it was a money issue, fine, whatever. But I'm sorry. When I heard Don Cheadle was going to be roadie slash war machine, I was like, no. Really? <laughs> you got to be fucking kidding me. You're going to have the guy that did Hotel Rwanda do this? I mean, give me a break. I know the guy can act. He's a good – I'm not saying he's a bad actor at all. It's just it, when I first heard it, when I first saw the rumors about and then the confirmation that he was going to be roadie slash war machine, I'm like, no, 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 no. See, I've seen Hotel Rwanda, but when I think Don Cheadle, the thing that comes to my mind is the Oceans movies. I don't well, think Hotel Rwanda. No, I think the Oceans movies as well. The two was- things that come to my mind is Family Man and uh, Out of Sight, but that's just me. But anyway, um, I, I just don't my- – at first I just could not see him – as that role. And the, one of the reasons it goes back to me loving the Iron Man 94 cartoon because of the way – I forget who – I think it was Dorian Harewood who voiced uh, Rhodey slash War Machine in that. He was more vocal. And I, and I, I know it's two different actors, two different performances. But uh, now that I've seen the movie and I've seen him in both roles – I really enjoy it. I really like him in it. I, you know, he did a very, very good job pulling off the roadie slash Tony, you know, relationship between the two of them. Um, And honestly, if you take out Whiplash and you take out Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow and you just leave in Justin Hammer and the clones, this is pretty much the Armor Wars two-part episode of the 94 cartoon series because he has to get his tech back that was stolen. I never saw that show, so... Well, I'll link it to you on. I'll find it on YouTube and link it to you so you can watch it. But, um, um, <clears throat> well, it, when I when I watch Iron Man, 
in my opinion, Terrence Howard is the weakest part of that movie. I don't, I have, I think the guy is a good actor. Okay. But when I think of a guy in the military, um, I imagine a guy whose testicles have actually dropped a couple centimeters. <laughs> and Terrence Howard has a very whiny voice. Um, and I, it doesn't work for me that, and, and this is just, just, this is just me. The guy has a very round face and I didn't see him fitting in the helmet that Tony Stark had designed for the Iron Man armor. Whereas mm-hmm. Don Cheadle's face does. I just, it, 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 plus Don Cheadle, his voice carries, he has more weight. He has a more, a more commanding voice than, than Terrence Howard. But don't oh, get me don't wrong. Get me wrong. I, it's like I said. I you, you I liked enjoyed. it. I I know you said you liked it. I'm saying that I liked it even from when, when they announced it because I had I didn't like Terrence Howard in the role at all. So, what do you think? No, Steve? I I have two different views on this. And on the one hand, if you're gonna you know go back uh, as far as the Iron Man cartoon then Terrence Howard has more of the look of the the roadie mm-hmm. off there. However, he was, I don't know, he was one of the forgettable characters in that movie, whereas uh, in this one, Cheadle is kind of a, a scene stealer. But do you think that's because it's the second one, and it's like now he's War Machine, and the first one he was just a guy? Well, I think it's partially it's War Machine, and then partially he's been it's put Don into. <laughs> well, it's Don Cheadle, and uh, he's been put into a situation where he uh, has to act regardless of what direction. He just has to pick a direction to go because everybody on all sides are getting pissed at him for various things he's going to do or not do. You know, I really like the the scene, the first scene he's in. I like it's the 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 dialogue that they chose is a subtle nod to the fact that it is a new actor. It's like it's me. I'm here. Deal with it. Like yeah, I I, I you know that brought a smile to my face. It's like they didn't just take a guy and just have him go cold turkey into the role. There was a bit of an exchange between the two actors, and it was like yeah, it's me. And. <laughs> I oh really no! Like yeah, I, yeah, I completely agree as far as that goes. And and like I said, this is more in Iron Man two. This is more of what I remember of the bickering between the two of them back in the cartoon. And I, you know, I'm constantly going to draw back to the cartoon because that's my main Iron Man knowledge as far as you know, comics, cartoons, whatever. You know, and, and I agree, Cheadle does very well, and it's better than I thought it was going to be. Did anyone um, else think Rock'em Sock'em Robots? Yeah, when they were punching each other in front of the fireplace. Yep. I I was waiting for I a helmet. Wish to, you could do that. I was waiting for a helmet to fly off. <laughs> um, or some metal teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I um I love it when uh when uh. Rhodey goes to Pepper, you know, you, you got to stop this. And she can't stop it, obviously. And he goes downstairs and we don't see. That's the thing, though. We don't actually see him suit up. We see him kind of suiting up. And then, of course, which is the bit, you know, it's it's the whole thing, you know, hiding the reveal. You know, you you come upstairs and he's he's got the face plate up and he's like, I'm only going to say this once. Get out. And then the and then the two of them just go to town. And I love that. That was so cool. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, he did have a uh, pretty uh, commanding role in this movie. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if that had been the other guy, it would just wait a minute. Everybody get out. <laughs> it, yeah, it would have been a laughable scene. I mean, and there was it was kind of funny, too, because it's like everyone turns to look at him. He's like, oh, <laughs> I I just it, it was a funny scene to me anyway. It's just because the, the look on his face when everyone turned around, he's like, oh, I look, probably look a little weird in this suit. That's just me. I wonder if our our I wonder if Robert Downey Jr. actually whizzed in the suit. I'm going to say no, but I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. He said something about there's a filtration system on it, so I don't know. I don't think there's a filtration suit on the actual suit he's yeah, wearing. I you know, no, I know. I mean, it was a it was a comical joke, and that and that's fine. Um, uh, 
I really Mickey Rourke was really good as Whiplash. I really I don't know that much about Whiplash to really comment on. It was all right. It was basically your just average revenge story. Um, uh, Justin Hammer is a whiny bitch. Oh yeah, he's a kiss ass. Is what he is to get what he wants. That whole fucking dancing scene at the Stark Expo. I wanted to fucking cut his nuts off. Cannot. I I just I could not stand that guy. Um, and the difference and now, you know, Michael, you can comment on the comics if you want. The, the difference for me with Hammer. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hammer in this and Hammer in the cartoon. Hammer is a much older man in the cartoon. He's more of, say, if Howard Stark actually lived and aged um, type of age deal. Um, But even in the cartoon, he bends to Mandarin's will. They okay. I I have to. I'm gonna be completely honest here. I take my Iron Man and my Captain America and basically anybody else as part of the Avengers the way I take um, my Superman, which is only as part of the Justice League. Um, because I find each of those individual heroes to be rather boring in and of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but they work really they work really well together in a in a group. Um. That being said, I don't know that much about Iron Man by himself. I have read Ultimate Iron Man, and I have read all of the Ultimates. And to my recollection, um, Justin Hammer wasn't in, isn't in those. Uh, and Obadiah Stane in those is a competitor of his father. They were like competing, right? Like, yes. like Obadiah Stane in, in the in in the Ultimates is Justin Hammer, right? And not doesn't work for Tony Stark. He works against Tony Stark, and he was actually a uh, actually responsible for Tony's dad's death. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that that in and of itself, and then you go into the weird thing about Tony Stark's entire body being a giant brain. But you know that's we're not going to get into that because that's that's weird for me to even try and explain. Moving on. Yes. Um, I really could care less about the Pepper Potts character. I I, I don't like her whatsoever. Well, I like the the witty banter that went between her and and Tony throughout the movie, though. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, granted, it wasn't exactly needed, but it, it kind of gave you a little bit more into uh, Tony's uh, persona. Do you do you have a problem with the actress or the character? The character, I don't like. Gwyneth Paltrow is an, uh, a great actress, but just I don't like the character at all. Was she not in the cartoon? It was. No, she uh, was. No, she wasn't. Yes, yeah, she was. No, she wasn't. Uh oh. The female in the cartoon was Julia Carpenter, who is Spider Woman. Who was voiced by Jennifer Hale? Oh, we lost. Steve hung up on you. Well, are you there? Yes. No, she wasn't. Um, <laughs> the female in the cartoon was Julia Carpenter, aka Spider Woman. Pepper Potts is nowhere in the '94 cartoon series. And silence. Uh, well, I'm waiting for Steve to. Agree well, that's, that's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for Darth Vader to shut the hell up and Steve to actually talk. You know what? You can go blow yourself. Whoa. <laughs> and there's the explicit tag, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, let's go I'll on. I'll be here all night. No, we won't. Uh, let's go on to uh, Scarlett Johansson as uh, Natalie Rushman slash Natasha Romanoff. I guess she can't pull off a Russian accent. Well, okay. Well, no shit. Here's the thing. <laughs> they said that she said very early on that she wasn't going to do the Russian accent, and you had a lot of people that were very angry about this, right? 
And myself, I don't really care because it's Carly Johansson. Mm -hmm. The second thing, the second thing, and this was probably, I don't, this came from the internet and I was kind of amazed that something like this came out of the internet, but it does happen. Um, someone said she's a spy. So why would she run around with a Russian accent? That'd be true. So I, you know, that, that I was, I was like, okay, not that I cared before, but now I really don't care. <laughs> exactly. Um, apparently, uh, Johansson was cast after scheduling conflicts forced Emily Blunt to drop out of the part. Who the hell is Emily Blunt? Uh, she was in Sherlock Holmes. I haven't seen that yet. Oh. She's... It was a good movie. Yeah, except they made Emily Blunt look absolutely hideous. Yeah, And every I don't know how they managed to do that, but they did. Yeah. <laughs> but see, I don't have a... A lot of people have a problem with Scarlett Johansson. I don't. So I don't either. And that's not just because of her looks. I I don't I I really I like her uh I like her acting. I don't think she's that bad. And my you know, my friend and I we were having a conversation cuz a lot of people I know don't like her and he said, "Well, I'll see your Scarlett Johansson and I'll raise you a Renée Zellweger." <laughs> so kind of have to agree there given the fact that I haven't seen Renée Zellweger in anything worth watching except for Jerry Maguire. Mm. Uh, pretty much. No. <laughs> uh, I I like uh when Tony was being interrogated at the beginning by the uh, Senate, and uh, they start showing him something, and he pulls out uh, uh something his little portable. <laughs> well, I didn't see very well. Considering it was his cell phone. Like, it's a piece of glass, but, is what it amounted to. Well, and he was using his little digital, you know, uh, portable Jarvis and uh, patching in video, and well, they got all pissed off at him. That part, actually, because uh, I, I don't know how many times you watched it, Steve, but I've been able to observe the, I've observed the movie twice now, and I thought it was funny that he's sitting in that courtroom and he whips out this fancy piece of glass, you know, and he hijacks their stuff. And then when he's sitting there and he's watching like the reels of his dad, he's got some like Dell Axiom Winmo stylus thingy. I'm like, wait, you just had Jarvis make a complete model scan and you had this piece of glass that could, you know, hijack, you know, you know, TVs and, and satellites at the same time. And you're using that. <laughs> it's just like he likes oh. antiques. I was just like, oh, hey, okay. Did um, I don't want to steal the way from you, Mike, but did anyone? Uh, what did you guys think of the? Uh, I'm not talking about the end. I'm not going to talk. I don't want you know not not the end credit thing, but the yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that last. Right, 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 right. But the um, the other nod to the other Marvel movie that's coming up. What did you guys think of that? Oh yeah, the shield. Because <laughs> that was in the first yeah. one too. Yeah, that was kind of funny using the shield to prop up the thing. Well, he's like, "Oh yeah, this will work." See, <laughs> I the first time I saw it, I was like, "That's a missed opportunity." And the second time I saw it, I realized what it actually was. Um, it's a clock. <laughs> um, and you know the different part. That's why it looks like it's all stripped down because different parts of it are like the the spinny parts. Um. But I thought it was a missed opportunity the first time I saw it because, like, I thought it was the shield and I thought it was stripped down. And I thought he was going to take the metal out of it and use it to make his new chess piece. Mm -hmm. Because the guy pulls it out of the crate. And I'm like, oh, so it's something he got from shield and he's going to use it to make, you know, his new power source. And that's not what it was. I I thought it was a very missed opportunity not to mention the fact that we just had avatar like what three four or five months ago now and they actually made unobtainium but they can't tell you what stone tony stark invented i think it was oh man it's on the earth two forums and i'm not gonna look it up i think it was they, they call it the new element yeah, yeah but i you know there, there was people that were that were debating on what the actual name is I mean, obviously Fox. I don't know how Fox can own the name Adamantium, but apparently Fox Studios owns that. 
So they couldn't use that name. I think it was like vibranium or something. See, that's, like that's that. the shield is made out of vibranium. Vibranium. Okay. That's that's why I thought that he was going to strip it and use the use the because he's like he's like you know it can't be synthesized. Yeah, synthesized. But yep. he knew of a source where the sh- where it was, and I was like, oh, he's going to take it out of the sh- out of the shield, but he doesn't. Um, or if he did, if I'm completely it, wrong, didn't they didn't show it. it. And I just like I just kind of thought that was a complete missed opportunity. So I uh, and you know not even for Marvel not to slap some name on it was kind of weird for me. Yeah, I I still don't get like I love the joke that he makes after he uh like does the whole model thing like he expands it gets gets rid of it and blows it up and then he goes he he wheels around in his chair and he goes after 20 years he's still taking me to school talking about his dad. I love that 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 joke. I still don't get what the hell he saw when he expanded the thing and then compacted it down. It's the it's the element. It's what he had to make. Right, but how the hell can you but it's it, it still made no sense to me what it, it they didn't actually say what he saw in expanding that. Right, because well, see, they, we're dumb and he has a very high IQ, so it doesn't really matter what we think on it. That also goes back to it's a comic book and it also goes back to they didn't tell us what he made. So you, I, I, I have a feeling that a lot of what you were feeling in that scene is the letdown of not knowing what he actually made. Like we don't, because he knows what he made, and he's excited mm-hmm. about it. We don't know what he made, so we don't know why to be excited about it. Right. Um. I guess we should talk about some of the um, cameo roles. Well, before we get to that, uh, let's talk about uh, Mr. Jackson as Nick Fury. That scene was priceless. <laughs> Which one? The the scene in in the both scenes with with Nick Fury because they're just yeah. like the one where they're in the cafe and then the other one where they're at his apartment and it's, or his house and it's all torn to hell. Yeah, I like well, I I like the part at the beginning when he tells Tony to get off the donut. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they go inside the diner. Well, I sorry, I like those three scenes. Is that does that work, Steve? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that meets my approval. Okay. <laughs> yeah, if you don't get anything right on this show, we drop your sponsorship. <laughs> I wasn't aware I was being sponsored. Oh, I haven't no. I haven't received uh, any funding. <laughs> yes, I haven't either. Um. Now I see Nick Fury to me is. I mainly know him from the Spider-Man cartoon. I yep. know he. I know he was in the Iron Man cartoon as well. Do you know him as David Hasselhoff? Yes. Okay. Pretty much so. <laughs> as, as far as a live-action version of Nick Fury, that's the only one I've seen is is the uh, Hasselhoff version. Uh, while I think Sam Jackson did an awesome job with this, um, I don't have anything against it. I I can't wait to see more of him, but. Still, uh, to me, Nick Fury will always be David Hasselhoff. <laughs> that's yeah. I, I I guess that's your only your only uh, connection. Basis. Yeah, basis. Yeah. Uh, um, as far as some of the bit parts, um, and not really bit parts at first, but obviously Favreau reprises his role as Happy Hogan, uh, Tony Stark's body, bodyguard and chauffeur. John Slattery appears as Howard Stark, Tony's father. Carrie Shandling appears at Senate as Senator Stern. You know, really, honestly, Gary Shandling, really? Come on, you could have had Howard in there as Senator Stern. Howard. Howard Stern as Senator oh, Stern. Oh, oh, whatever. Come on. No. no, we don't need that kind of garbage in the film. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I know, no, I know that. I was making a Stern joke. Because his name is Howard Stern and the it, character's name it is It didn't Senator land Stern. with the two people that you're talking to. Yeah, it's because you yeah. no comedy. Um, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, the the Gary Shanley thing was funny. Um, I don't know, whatever. The uh, the Stan Lee cameo was really fast. Yeah, you, you blink and you miss that. Just like the Olivia Munn thing, you blink and you miss her. Which where is nope. that at? She was, I believe, the. She was uh, one of the reporters. She appears at the very beginning. No, not the. Well, at at the at the party when they're going through talking to the reporters, uh, it's it's like right 
right before the Stan Lee cameo. Oh, it's okay. Like as, soon as, it, as soon as Tony and Happy walk through the doors, she's like right there on the right for like a split second. Okay. I, I wasn't looking for – the only cameo I look for in Marvel movies is uh, – Stan. Yeah. I think the best one he's done so far is when he killed by the by the contaminated juice in Incredible Hulk. Oh, by the way, I just want to I don't I don't know if your listeners know this or if you guys know this, but I kind of want to point this out. Um if you're in, if you're interested at all in putting together their little like after credit stuff and and the continuity of their movies, it goes Iron Man, Iron Man 2, The Incredible Hulk. It I I don't know if anyone actually knows that, but that's 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 what it is because in, in if you remember at the end of the Incredible Hulk, uh, mm-hmm. it's Tony that comes and he's playing the role of the consultant. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. if if anyone watched Iron Man and and then they see I, the Incredible Hulk right after and they're like, wait, he didn't want to join. Um, that makes if you watch Iron Man two, that scene makes way more sense. And okay. if you realize they're also using Stark tech heavily in the Incredible Hulk. That's because yep. he's now helping that he's helping them. So right, yeah. Um, yeah. So cool. there you go. Uh, everyone's a little bit wiser as to what the hell Marvel's doing <laughs> outside of making their next three movies in three D. No, yeah. no, just say no to three D. Exactly. Pound uh, sign. Yes. Damn it. I can see animated, but animated films, but uh, live action, no. Well, Thor will probably be up converted and. Since Captain America, the Avengers, and Iron Man 3 haven't started shooting, they will be shot with 3D cameras. Ah, uh, way to ruin a movie. Damn it. You know what I really, I, I picked up on quite, I, I really like that I picked up on it because, you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I pay attention to this stuff on a daily basis. Um, and it took me a minute to realize what I was listening to, but when it's the same scene when the shield shows up and Coulson is telling him he's got to go. Um, he tells him he's going to New Mexico. I immediately knew what the after the credit thing was going to be <laughs> because that is where Thor is being shot. Yeah. So I, I, as soon as that, that hit, I was like, Oh, well now I know what's coming later. <laughs> yeah. We're going to wait to talk about, no, the- I know. I know. I just wanted to talk yeah. about that scene. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm looking down here through the through the little script thing that I have here about the soundtrack and the music for the film. Um, the soundtrack album features ACDC. Uh, was released by Columbia no. Records on April nineteenth, twenty ten. There are at least three different versions of it. Um, and you know, it's funny for the first film they released more of a soundtrack score in one, whereas this one they're releasing a soundtrack then a score. The original score for the film was composed by John Dabney, Tom Morello, who previously worked with uh, Ramjin Dijwadi on the first movie, returned to work with Dabney on the sequel. According to composer John Dabney, the score album will be released on July 7th. Why the hell the wait? That makes no sense to me. I don't know. I don't know either. Makes no damn sense. Um, let's see. What else do we want to talk about for this movie? There is a video game. I don't know how good it is or how bad it is. It sucks. Uh, well, it's made by... Well, I, yeah. I, I know the first game sucked because no matter how hard you tried, you couldn't die. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, there are two ways that you know this movie sucks. One, it's a movie promotion game. Two, it's made by Sega. Yeah, It's true. made by Sega now. I'm not, you know, you can, I, I, you know, you can defend Sega, early Sega, till you're blue in the map face. I'm still going to tell you the system sucks, but everybody is in agreement that Sega has no fucking clue what they're doing right now. Yeah. Well, ever since they got out of consoles, they kind of suck. So that's well, they kind of lost their way. That's a 10 year stint. They've even gone back to the old school Sonic. Yeah. Um, I guess we can talk about the end credit scenes before we head into sequel talk or, or threequel talk or whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, the end credit scene, uh, the first thing I had in my head was, hey, kids, it's hammer time. No, no, no. No, Okay. <laughs> but that end 
opening credit scene it was just like to me it was so quick it's like wow well me i'm i'm trying to figure out what's going on is it like uh did he i'm wondering how it, if if like at the end of thor he gets his ass kicked and he falls to the you know in the ground and makes a crater or if it was some kind of like archaeology archaeological dig or if it was like some hippie convention or something because the thor that i okay i know two different thors okay i know like old school thor which is the scrawny guy that picks the hammer up and becomes fabio mhm that's the that's you know that's that's the most basic thor that i know and then there's the ultimate thor which is the cool one where thor is just a nutcase it's some uh, it, well, it turns out that he is actually a god, but like in the first two graphic novels, he is um, a hippie extremist that stole Stark tech and thinks he's the he thinks he's the son of Odin. So, um, and they they end up locking him up and throwing him in a cell in Ultimate's headquarters, you know, along with the Incredible Hulk and stuff like that. But uh, that version, the complete wacko, the guy that you know just thinks he's you know, whatever that I like that one. I'm wondering if like the the him. I wonder if it is in fact an impact crater that we saw, and the guy will have no recollection of who he is. Like, I I'm wondering how they're gonna how it's gonna play out. Really, yeah, I, I'm not really sure. I'm wondering how the end credit sequence for Thor and Captain America are going to play out because we're getting two Marvel movies next year. We're getting Thor and Ca- uh, the first Avenger, Captain America. Well, actually, it's Captain America, the first Avenger. Whatever. They swapped it. Um, and then, obviously, 2012, we'll get the Avengers. By Joss uh, Whedon, which won't make any sense for the first two hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Um, as far as sequels to Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige said that he is happy with the results of Iron Man 2 and predicted that Iron Man 3 will be in theaters by 2013. We do have a contract with Robert Downey Jr. to do it, and it will come after the Avengers, Feige said. John Favreau said that although the character would need reworking, the Mandarin would be in the third film. Did anyone see the Ten Rings reference in Iron Man 2? Mm, I saw the Ten Rings reference in Iron Man 1. Right. I, apparently, it's in Iron Man 2 as well. I did not see it or hear it. I didn't see it either. Come on, Steve. Watch it really fast, you dirty fool. I I didn't notice anything about that. I, uh, just throwing that out there. Yeah. Uh, surely. If you, know, if you know, send us an email or call the voicemail line. Yes. <laughs> If the voicemail line is still active by the time this episode goes up. (laughs) Um, Apparently, shortly after the release of Iron Man 2, however, a conflict between Paramount Pictures, which has distribution rights to certain Marvel properties, and the Walt Disney Company, Marvel Comics Parent Corporation, clouded, uh, clouded the timing and the distribution arrangement of possible third film. Well, I think... I the article that you read just is is new to me, but I think the Disney agreed to honor existing distribution deals. Yeah, and I don't think that included Iron Man three. Ah, uh. so it's like yes, Paramount can distribute Thor and Captain America and the Avengers, and then it transfers over to Disney for distribution. Uh. So. Well, see, that's gonna kind of suck because. Why do you think that? Well, all right. I'm basically going off of all their animated stuff that's on DVD. Disney animated has nothing to do. I know. Live action. Look at the pirates films. Look at the Prince of Persia. How many special features are on those? Doesn't matter. Well, that's what I'm talking about because John Favreau said that uh, I watched the Iron Man two press conference that they did before the film was even released. Um, and he said there's going to be a ton of, of bonus features. However, with Disney in animation and some live-action stuff, there's barely any bonus features on Disney D- DVDs. Disney cartoon DVDs hardly had none. Well, I have. Are we talking straight-to-DVD stuff, or are we talking like feature movies being brought to DVD with no special features? I'm talking about classic cartoons like Darkwing Duck, DuckTales, 
You think, okay, you're asking stuff like that that are brought to DVD with no special features whatsoever. Okay, you have to look at when is Darkwing Duck even on DVD right now? Yeah, the first when, two volumes are. Well, when did when did they hit? About four years ago. Well, the thing is, Darkwing Duck was like a '90s cart. How many '90s cartoon shows do you know that are on DVD that have a huge assortment of? special features. I mean, I'm sure they didn't have somebody walking around doing interviews and behind the scenes stuff, capturing things. Oh, eventually there's going to be this crazy media that we can put all this stuff on. You know, right. But I'm just saying, well, like a lot of DVDs now go back. Uh, Well, okay. But anyway, besides the point, I I don't know how the, I don't know how Disney's going to handle the distribution. I I hope they don't. It's going to be shit can us on special features for this. I don't think it'll be any different considering it's it's the studio, it's Marvel that is making these movies, not Disney. True. Um, it's no different than Pixar making a movie or or Jerry Brockheimer making a movie. It's, you know, Disney, you know, they get to put their castle, you'll just see a castle instead of a mountain, but everything's going to be the same. Yeah. Um, and they might even be better because Disney has more money than Paramount. That is true. <laughs> Final thoughts on Iron Man 2. Steve, why don't you go first? Um, although I have not seen it in theater yet, um, judging from what I've already seen and some of the things I've missed and uh, heard of, um, and my plan is I, I, I just don't have time right now to see the movie, but I, I still plan to go see it in theater at least once. Um, I can give you I, passes. I would definitely say this is some. What's that? I can give you passes. <laughs> but um, <sighs> has more to do with time. But um, but yeah, I would I would have to say uh, this movie was really good. Uh, even with some of the the cast changes and some of the characters tossed in there and um, various plot lines running together. Uh, it, it was still a good film. I, I definitely would recommend seeing this, especially if you're a fan of Iron Man or anything Marvel. And if you want a really, really cool War Machine toy, get the Mighty Mug. It's very, very cool. <laughs> I'd rather have the figure, though. No, the figure doesn't do it justice, I don't think. I had the figure back in the 90s where you could take all the armor off. That thing was fucking sweet. <laughs> Oh, all right, so I think that's going to do it for us. Um, thank you for joining us here on GeekCast Radio. There are several ways to get in contact with us or leave feedback for the show. Visit the website, geekcastradio.com. Join the forums, predaconempire.com slash nexus. Leave the show's feedback in iTunes. Please do this. You can also leave feedback for the lunchroom as well. Follow us on Twitter. The show name there is Geekcast Radio minus TFG and Mike. Steve, what is your Twitter? SCP-21. And Michael? Uh, Booth Ninja 81 and The Lunchroom. All right. You can become a fan of both of our uh, podcasting network thingies. So search us for GeekCast Radio Network. And what are, the, you guys, are you guys under The Lunchroom? No, it's The Lunch Table on Facebook. Oh, okay. Because we can't change the name because Facebook is dumb. Oh, well, you can just delete that page and create a new one. Yeah, but then we have to send out invites and we end up looking like we're spamming people. Oh, I don't want to be that guy on Facebook. <laughs> uh, for a limited time, you can call the voicemail line. Tell us the show you're leaving the message for and your name. 502-526-5821. We are currently uh, accepting all donations. We are trying to raise $65 to continue to be able to bring you uh, interviews and for you to be able to call into the voicemail line. So please donate. Go to the website, geekcastradio.com. There is a donate button on the right-hand side of the page. Click it and give us money. We should have a telethon. Oh. (laughs) There's no telethon. Uh, Sure to... What? Nothing, nothing. Be sure to check out our UK affiliate, blogomatic3000.com. They have a lot of good articles. Actually, Phil Wheat, uh, the, the, the owner of that, uh, wrote a very, very good Iron Man 2 review. Um, we hope you enjoyed this episode of GeekCast Radio, and we wish you will join us next time. For now, I am TFG1 Mike with... Steve Megatron Phillips. And Booth Ninja 81 
Thank you for listening. Until next time.